Shoot Your Shot Sports presents If It Has a Score, a podcast about movies, TV, sports, and more. Now, here are your hosts, Devin Lang and Wes Skim. Hey, welcome back to If It Has a Score. Happy November. It's November 2nd now, our first episode of the month, which means we're back to the start of our normal rotation. Uh, but before we get into that, I'm Wes. This is Devin. And we're here. Look at that. We're Look here. at that weather out there. <laughs> <laughs> we made it another month. Uh, we haven't gotten canceled yet. Yeah. Look at us. <laughs> well, they haven't pulled the plug on this operation. So Yeah. We uh, haven't pulled the plug on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're happy to bring you guys another month. Uh, just a reminder, it is election day as the theme. Yeah. So we'll get into that in just a bit. But Wes, why don't you switch it up and how about you start with news you How's want me to okay yeah <laughs> all right all right i can do that Keep i don't the have people a lot on their toes yeah i don't have a lot at all um so <laughs> my first story is uh the witcher tv series uh starring henry cavill henry cavill's leaving uh he's he's got some other projects lined up but i can't say what they are and why not uh because it would be potential spoilers <laughs> oh but <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's going to be replaced by Liam Hemsworth. So a lot of people are worried about that because Henry Cavill was uh, a great star on that show. He, he played the, the main character. Uh, the main reason that he was really good at the role was because he actually read the books that led to The Witcher, like all the background books. And so like when he was told to do something that was out of character from the books or did like kind of derived from that... Uh, he was like, no, that makes no sense. Uh, we mm. should do this. Uh, so he, he actually like read the source material and wanted to stay true to that, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And he did a really good job at that. But um, a lot of people are worried if he leaves, is Liam Hemsworth going to have that same sort of drive? I don't know if he's read all the books. I don't know if, he, if he's that into the lore of everything. Uh, so it could kind of derail the show a little bit people are worried about so yeah that's the main story there how often does that happen i guess both sides either people that are involved in a project know the background and know all the stories and all the books and then people that don't know them but are still involved in like a a major role it's do you know of any examples it's pretty often on both sides okay i want to say like harry potter was an example of it i think um there are a few cast members, and I don't know who off the top of my head. There are a few that were like super into it. They were excited about it. And then there were a few who were just like, eh, it's a job. I'm getting paid to be here. <laughs> um, and that happens with like uh, comic book movies too. Like comic book movies are based on comic books. So it right. makes sense for some actors to, to understand who their character was in like the Marvel or DC universe. Uh, but others are just like, yeah, it's a job. I'm getting paid to do this. I'm getting paid millions of dollars. I really don't care. Whatever the director says is what I do. Wow. Uh, it's their job to plan the character. But I, I like when an actor is able to be a part of that process because, um, it, it, I don't know. Well, as someone who's like, who is a director, who is an actor, who who's done all that, um, I think that it's better for everyone to be a part of that planning process. So while the director might have an idea, I think there should be an open dialogue in in the proper situations to be like, hey, um, can we talk about this choice and see if maybe we can make something else that's a little more true to the character, to the story? Because the actor's doing just as much work getting into that character as the director is understanding the world of the show. Uh, So... I think that open dialogue, everyone wants the same thing. They want to make a good product. Um, So by having that open dialogue, you can. Yeah, I'm a little surprised by that, actually. I would think that all creatives, no matter how they're involved, but you're talking about actors, I I think that they would want to be a part of the creative process. Um, So I'm a little surprised and taken aback by some just showing up and doing what they're told and then going home and collecting a paycheck. It really depends on on the process because some directors are more hands-on than others. Um, I think it depends on the situation and the type of show, but 
when I direct, I'm a little more hands-off in that I want the actors to be able to make their own choices of what makes sense for their character, but I come in as like a questioner, like, hey, so why why did you do that? Or why why do you think the character would do this? What what makes sense for the character to um, say in this moment? You know? So thought provoking. Tell, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thought provoking. So that they're mm-hmm. in character and they're making like thoughtful character choices. Whereas some directors would just be like, okay, you stand here for this scene, you walk right to this exact spot, and then you exit this way. And like that's your direction. <laughs> they tell you exactly every movement that you make. And I've been I've been in shows for both both types. And yeah. I, I definitely prefer the part where I feel like I'm part of the process rather than I'm just being told what to do. Yeah, and it depends on the character, but I just feel like that leads to a lot more character development. If you're getting in that mindset, putting yourself in their shoes, really actually putting yourself in that world and thinking about it from their perspective instead of just reading lines and the actions involved so yeah right i'm a little surprised by that but yeah it's um it's gonna be an interesting turn i i've not seen the series i'm just voicing the concerns of people that i know who watch it um so i'm i'm hoping it doesn't ruin the show for them i hope that it continues just fine but I know more more people like um, Henry Cavill than Liam Hemsworth, I'm pretty sure. So <laughs> that, that might have something to do with it, too. Gotcha. Anyway, also in movie news, Jeff Goldblum is joining the Wicked movie okay. as the Wizard of Oz. Uh, so that's a pretty fun role for him. Yeah. The Wicked movie is based on the Broadway musical that became a, a smash hit. Um, and it's it's split into two separate movies, so he's going to be playing the the wizard in both movies, and this nice. is like the background of before the Wizard of Oz movie, right? Um, we've talked about that pr- production on this show just once briefly. Yeah. I brought it yeah, up. briefly, yeah, yeah, and it's it's probably one of the most popular Broadway shows of our time. Like you see it everywhere. It's yes. been on. It's been put on somewhere for almost our entire existence (laughs) so i think my mom and my sisters have seen it and that i believe i would have to ask them i believe that's the only one they've ever seen (laughs) but that just goes to show that it's quite popular that attracts people outside of their typical audience i've still never seen it Um, i need to go see it from the commercials and the ads and stuff it it looks pretty cool (laughs) oh yeah they've got a lot of awesome effects that they do and i'd love to see it in person so maybe maybe i'll look for tickets someday when i'm not busy nice um but that's it for news that's that's all i have all right you tell us about yours sure no problem so we've discussed the mlb playoffs and the series leading up to the world series in the past few episodes as you all know but now the world series is taking place so it's taking place between the philadelphia phillies and the houston astros um right now the series is tied 1-1 that's as we're recording this on sunday morning um but as the series progresses by the time this gets released it will be game five Um, but i'd like to quickly talk about game one where the phillies made a historic comeback they were down 5-0 to zero early into that game, but in the fifth inning, they scored five runs to tie the ball game. The game remained tied until the Phillies scored a run in extra innings the 10th inning. So yeah, down 5-0 and ended, or yeah, 5-0 and ended up winning 6-5. Uh, to five. That's crazy. That's pretty crazy, right? Especially yeah, like being that far down and being able to come back like that in, in the World Series. The World Series, I was going to say, like the, the major stage in the World any kind of series in the playoffs, I'd say it's important to do. Um, but yeah, the World Series, very triumphant. One of those like never give up stories. Yeah, right. The the underdogs or whatever. They are the underdogs. I like, yeah. I feel like this is early for the World Series. Am I wrong in that? Uh, some of the series were quicker than others. I didn't do like a full dive into the MLB playoffs um, just because we keep things a little brief on this show but like I said there was some series that um, the team was swept so that just means that if it was a five game series the team won uh, in three games uh, instead of it going to five games Um, and then 
as I was saying, the Phillies are the underdog. The uh, Houston Astros, until this game I was discussing, didn't win, didn't lose any games in the playoffs. Oh, okay. so they kind of. So this was their first loss of the season. Yeah, um, the regular season they had losses because oh, it's so okay. long. But in the playoffs, they won all the games in all the series leading up to this. Um, so yeah, some of the their their series were a lot quicker than some of the other ones, but the other ones were still moving along quite fast. There are some upsets in there, uh, some teams that got bounced early. We discussed the uh, L.A. Dodgers. That was surprising. Uh, the Padres was another one I alluded to on either last week's yeah last week's show. Um, so yeah, they were kind of chugging along in those series. None of them were going the full stretch. Um, so it's still maybe a week earlier or so, but October, November, that's that's playoffs for baseball. So it's just right. a, a big conglomerate of sports right now because it's NBA, NHL, MLB, and NFL in terms of major time. American sports. <clears throat> There's um, <laughs> fights taking place on Saturday and uh, if they can travel where it's somewhere warm, they can still do golf. I mean, there's just uh, and tennis. There's just it's like from all angles, right? Now. Right. Fall and spring are big for for those times. Yeah. So maybe that's kind of why your timeline of is this sport happening now? Is this, <laughs> this sport usually happen at this time? Right now, it's like it's just it's every sport pretty much. Right. It's coming from all angles. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um. So, my second bit of news is we're in the midst of NFL's 15th International Series. Today, as you're listening to this, or as we're recording this, the third and final game is taking place in London in 2022. Later this season, one game apiece will be taking place in Germany and Mexico City. This will be the first NFL game in Germany. So, they've played in both London and Mexico City before. Um, But yeah, it's cool. They've been doing this for a while now trying to gain fans in other countries, trying to expand their brand and expand franchises. The Jacksonville Jaguars that are playing today as we're recording this have been over to London the most. Um, And then as of this year, all 32 teams will have played in at least one international game, the Packers being the last. So um, with that being said, is there any kind of franchise that comes to mind for you for international expansion and fandom in fandom um, yeah i think well there's there's always like different um series or movies that pop up on television networks or um whatever in certain countries mm-hmm. that eventually like start to gain fans in other parts of the world yeah. uh, one of those is definitely doctor who Okay. Doctor Who started in um, England, so like in in London and all that, and in London and all, that. London <laughs> is in England. Okay, yeah. whatever. I always get those mixed up. Uh, anyway, it started there on their network, and was a huge show over there. And then eventually, it uh, like BBC started becoming more popular here in the states, and people started watching uh, Doctor Who, and it's yeah. it's become a huge mm-hmm. fandom all across the world people yeah. love doctor who because of its, its sci-fi um creativity like there's all sorts of unique characters and um different uh aspects of the show that people are like wow that's really cool and, and like I've, I've only seen a few episodes but doctor who is a pretty fun show you could just jump in and it doesn't make any sense but at the <laughs> same time it's still entertaining yeah something you can throw on and there's just like you said, so much going on, so much action, and the cool effects that people like to see to where it, it uh, grabs your attention. Exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm sure there's other movies and TV shows, too. I mean, you've got, like, our most American movies and television shows do get broadcast internationally to other countries. I mean, we have major audiences in, like, Japan and, um, and in England and in Australia um and then also like anime that's made in japan and is now super popular here in america the inverse there's a huge anime boom right now that everyone everyone wants to watch anime yeah with demon slayer and um one piece has a movie coming out soon dragon ball z like 
that all started in in japan on japanese television and made its way over to the states right understood yeah so there's definitely a number of things that could draw people's attention in um, but i think the nfl's angle has mostly been to have one team predominantly playing over there and as i mentioned that's the jacksonville jaguars so it's common that the uh, fans in london or the uk are fans of the jacksonville jaguars it's kind of the team that they root for um it's so not I'm, common that you see people just root for the sport in general. Like, right. I want both teams to win. I want like, football to win. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm confused. So, like, is are the games that they play in these other countries, is it part of the normal NFL season, or is this yes. just a separate thing? Yep, it's part of okay, the NFL season. so they'll be season. like, you know what? Our upcoming uh, Colts versus Patriots game, we're going to play it in uh, Germany. Yep. And then that's... It's just the game that's the normal game yeah so a little bummer i guess in terms of traveling and the preparation involved for those teams because um, that could kind of feel like the short end of the stick because uh, from what i've heard is it's kind of all business while they're there um well yeah they would like to do some fans and stuff yeah they would like to do some fun touristy things but i heard that they still get down to their regular practice and their um preparing for the game schedule they Um, don't get any extra time i mean i'm sure a little bit but not if you're somewhere in europe and it's probably not as much as you would like it to be right um and it's just a major time difference and then in years past they would get the week after off but in this season that wasn't always the case it isn't some but not for others gotcha um but yeah for example today the game is taking place in our time zone uh, right now. It started at 9.30 a.m. Um, because of, I'm sorry, I don't know the exact time it is there, but it's more of a... I think it's like seven hours ahead or something like that. Okay, so it's kind of like it's later in the day for them, kind of a normal time where in here in the States when we would be watching football, that's the time that it is there. Uh, based on the time difference, though, it's 9.30. So yeah, it takes place on a Sunday. And then I... Th- actually believe the ones later in the season is either on a monday night or thursday night okay. which for here um i think it might be the one in mexico city because well that's not going to be, be too yeah, far would, off yeah that would still be in for, our timeline yes exactly um but yeah there's just a, a lot of a lot of factors but i think the planning so far has gone well because um i mean they they sell out the stadiums and um they definitely have fans overseas that love certain teams or just love the sport in general. So um, it's it's cool. They, they should try to get uh, more and more involved. I, I love it to see uh, and all the other continents um, <laughs> within the next few years here. I know there's a lot of logistics involved in that, but if there's people that want to see it, they should try to make it happen. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I, I agree. That and be, that's really cool that they they even set it up to begin with. Absolutely, yep. And uh, that is my news for the day. It's news, okay. Which means it's time for us to move over into our segment. We're back to the start of our normal uh, scheduling. So our theme this month, we said, is going to be election day because November. At least right now, it's it's like around midterms time. Now we're not going to get into politics and stuff. What we want is well, we're not. No, we are <laughs> we are going to be basing each of our normal segments on politicians in TV and movies or uh, something involving election day, but not leaning towards any political party or anything. Nope. <laughs> So this time we're doing our draft. We're back to drafting. We're going to be drafting politicians in shows and movies uh, into basketball. Yes. Which is our, our first time doing a basketball draft. So you're going to have to lay this down, Devin. I have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, so there's season-long fantasy sports, and then there's also daily fantasy sports, DFS. You may see it referred to as online. Uh, so... A season-long fantasy lineup would usually have eight 
players in a lineup, if not more. There's five that are on court at a time in basketball. Um, we've always done seven or less in our drafts. So what we're going to do is more of a daily fantasy sport route. I also think it'll be fun to kind of explain some of those rules and get into that a little bit because as that progresses, the game within the game, as they call it, uh, there's just so many different ways you can play. Um, so a little bit about daily fantasy sports quickly is you can, let's just say there's basketball on that day, baseball, hockey, games that are played on weekdays, multiple games within a day. You could pick players within multiple games or you could pick players uh, just in one game. And that's kind of the <clears throat> setup that we're doing. Now, obviously, this is not really a game taking place between right. these politicians because <laughs> our draft pool is larger, but we're kind of going for those rules. So quick about the lineup and the scoring format, and then I'll tell you about positions uh, really, really briefly. But this kind of gives you an idea um, of how to do the other sports because if you're to do season long and pick more players, they'd all be paying, playing these positions. You would just pick more. Like if you had eight players on your team you'd be picking more point guards more shooting guards okay. etc um but going down the list um first i'll explain the point multipliers and then i'll explain the positions and we're just going to do them uniform we're going to do them in a line so as you know we're drafting so for a dfs basketball uh one game series a common uh point system is that the first player you pick is your MVP. So all of their points are doubled. So again, we're going to go down the list of like a, just a normal starting basketball lineup. And then I'll explain that. Um, but the first player we're picking, is also going to be um, our MVP. Okay. And then the second player we're going to be picking is going to be our star in our lineup. And they get all their points multiplied by one and a half. And then the third player we pick is going to be our pro, and their points are multiplied by 1.2. Um, and then the other two following that are utilities, so they are just regular scored <clears throat> times one. Um, going down the list, we have a point guard first, a shooting guard second, a small forward third, so... Going down this list, they would make our point guard our MVP, our shooting guard our star, and our small forward our pro. Now, it may not okay. always go that way. Like, let's just say the best player on a team that day is a small forward. You would pick your small forward as your MVP. But to keep things simplistic, we're just going to go in a line. Okay, so those, um, those three titles can change based on, like, your game? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it would just depend on who you want uh, in those slots and who is the best player on the court. Um, but for ours, um, all these players may struggle. We're going to, of course, try to explain as to why we're picking a player first. Um, <laughs> and then there's also some height differences in the position. Um, I try to look into that a little bit, but it's a little hard. They're kind of all around the same. Right, right. <laughs> Not too many seven-foot-tall uh, politicians or government officials um, and then moving down the list for our two utilities we're going to have a power forward and we're going to have a center so uh, as I stated um, there's going to be height differences so it's pretty much ranked right now as your point guard is going to be your usually your shortest player and your center is going to be typically your tallest player also your bigger and stronger player okay, so okay, that helps Gotcha. The people outside looking in kind of associate basketball players with always being tall. Um, it's not always the case. They may always picture players dunking or doing layups. Again, not always the case. There's a lot of skill sets involved. So the point guard, again, everybody's game is different, but the point guard is typically going to be your best ball handler, your best passer, and they're going to be able to shoot from either the three-point or the mid-range and also be able to finish and uh, get to the basket and do layups. Now, they're okay. probably not always going to be slam dunking on uh, top of centers and stuff, but what they are going to be doing 
On the offensive side of the ball is passing, so they're going to be getting assists, which is scores, and uh, taking some of those outside shots. If they're getting three points instead of two, okay. uh, that's good for you. And then on defense, since they're also defending the best ball handler, maybe they're in, they're unable to get a steal. So they're probably going to be, since they're doing perimeter defense, be able to get more steals um, than some of the other players. Okay. Now, shooting guard. Also on the smaller side, usually a little taller than a point guard. But that's kind of not a written rule, let's just say. Right, right. Um, but more emphasis on scoring. So still at that size, faster guy um, or, or woman. Um, and then less of a ball handler, but better shooter. So be able to catch and shoot. Um, be able to also finish at the basket. So... Um, just a little less ball handling skills, but where they make up for that is with scoring. Um, they're also not handling or defending the best ball handler, so they might be doing more uh, on on the opposing shooting guard. Um, so less opportunities for steals, but more opportunity for scoring. So that's um, that's their skill set. Now small forward. Kind of the same thing. Now we're getting into taller players. Uh, can also be stronger as well, but doesn't also have to be. This is your player that they can kind of get in the paint more and dunk, kind of have more prowess there. Um, and then it's kind of a, a battle of just whoever they are. So maybe if they're a good finisher at the basket, they're not as good of a shooter. Maybe if they're a better shooter, um, they're not as good in the paint, or if they are, they're more of your like fadeaway type or um, layups and stuff. Um, it just depends. There's there's different kind of ways to the game, but um, they're definitely a playmaker and scorer on offense. Um, they might get a little bit more uh, steals and blocks because if they're defending somebody that is uh, smaller than them. Let's just say they have a, a longer wingspan so they can reach in there and get steals or maybe they're taller than somebody. They can okay. block some shots. Gotcha. Um, moving down, power forward. Um, same thing, uh, but this player, I would say, and then uh, small forwards also get a decent amount of rebounds. But moving into the power forward, they get a lot more rebounds. The second most amount, the center will get typically the most amount um, but they're going to be also really good in the paint that's kind of the power forward in the center's game now there's obviously some stretch fours some guys that can shoot outside so as the game evolves players are evolving but if you're t like thinking old school and you're thinking a power forward you're thinking a guy that can rebound the ball block shots and can also score in the paint. So do your dunks, do your layups, do your shots close to the basket, maybe a little bit of mid-range too. Um, and that's kind of how they're different than a center. So your center, not typically known for shooting the ball um, outside of the paint area. So no mid-range twos, no threes. Again, now there are some centers that can do that, but if you're thinking um, history of the game and how it was played before, these are guys that are mostly Duncan this is like oh, yeah. your <laughs> uh, the guys you're thinking of like um, Shaquille O'Neal and Hakeem uh, you know just a lot a lot of centers throughout the game where like these are the big tall guys you've seen real strong guys they're real okay. fierce um, they're blocking a lot of shots they're getting rebounds and if and when they score um, it's because they're physically they're like down as close to the basket as possible uh, trying to score. Um, so I know I kind of just rattle off a lot of information for you. Do you have any questions? <laughs> um, I probably will as we go through, but I okay. think, okay. So the main thing is the point guard will be going for the most points. Right? Um, shooting guard and small forward, I'd say typically the po uh, point guard does score, but w since he'll have the ball in his hand a lot, he'll also pass it a lot too. He's okay. the best passer. He has the best court so, vision. So if he okay. sees somebody open, he's kind of that selfless uh, player and selfless leader where, because he may not be in a position to score, but if he sees someone that is, 
he's going to pass it their way. Gotcha. They're going to score, and that's an assist. So I must say that points that you score are obviously points for fantasy. So are assists, so are blocks, so are rebounds, okay. and so are steals. So any statistic is going to be a some sort of point metric. All right, so the point guard has the most control of the, the court. Mm-hmm. The shooting guard is the one who's going to be shooting the ball and mm-hmm. and getting the points from that. Yep. The forward is trying to steal the ball or to uh, catch the passes and, and layups and stuff, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. he can he can score um, and he or she, sorry, uh, can score in multiple different ways. Um, okay. Okay. Different than just because of size differences and stuff. Okay. Okay. And this power forward. I'm sorry. I'm still confused on the power forward. What does he okay. do? What do they do? They're um, bigger in size. So that um, okay, in terms guy. of NBA, let's just say there's some smaller ones. Now there's small ball lineups and stuff. But let's just say the tipping point would be like six foot ten, or something like that. Whereas a small forward would be somewhere around six foot five. So a couple inches taller, um, stronger. So they may not be as fast as your shooting guards and your small forwards. That's because of size and stuff, but what they're doing instead is using their size to their advantage. They're getting rebounds, and instead of taking, like moving up the court really fast and juking people out and stuff, instead they're getting the ball in their hand, maybe taking a few dribbles, and then they're trying to get as close to the basket and score however they can, whether it's some sort of fadeaway shot, they're laying it in, or if they're close enough to the basket, they're dunking. They have enough power to where they can kind of physically uh, try to use their power against their opponent and score. Um, so okay. just kind of a different skill set and also different size that makes them stronger but slower. Um, so they just use their skill set to their advantage. And that's kind of the same thing as the center. But if they're scoring, they're probably going to get as close to the basket as possible. Power forwards can uh, shoot just a little bit better uh, further away from the basket. But since centers are always so close to the basket, they're getting more rebounds. They're also probably taller as well. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Um, all right. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I guess we should just go into it. Sure. And then if, if anything comes up, I'll think of... If I have questions and I'll ask, but um, are we how how are we doing this? Is it another snake draft? Snake or? draft. Okay. Yep. So Always. Who's starting? Um, how about you? How about you tip it off? Me, me tip it off. Yeah. Okay, with my MVP. It. Yep, and your point guard. Okay, my MVP point guard. Um, let's see. So we need someone who has the most command of the field doesn't have too much of an ego because his main thing is to like just do what's best for the team yeah okay um so i think i'm gonna go with roger doofenshmirtz <laughs> mayor of danville um for phineas and ferb from phineas and ferb yeah. okay it's gonna so, ask <laughs> yeah yeah he's uh he's heinz's uh brother okay and so he's mayor of danville and he's always his goody two shoes and blah 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 but things always go right for him you know and i feel like he's from what we see in the show the few episodes he's in he seems like a pretty good leader he's never like an evil guy uh his brother's the evil one so while he's goody two shoes things always go right for him like he doesn't have bad strokes of luck Mm -hmm. uh he's he's a good guy overall and he just always is doing what's right he has a good moral compass so i feel like him as our our MVP uh, would be uh, the best choice because he he's not he's gonna make the choice of what's best for the team and not what's just gonna make him look good. Yeah, and all that stuff does show up in the stat sheet. I mean, I could see them being somebody that ends up having a double double. They'll get ten points themselves or more, and then they'll get ten assists or more. Yeah, I mean, assists are gonna be a statistic that the point guard can get easier than some other positions but that's good that's going to help you out in terms of fantasy so i like that and then if um he's doing well and people around him are doing well then they'll probably all get more points and rebounds and everything will be going well exactly exactly Um, i'm pretty great at this (laughs) so (laughs) um so then you make two choices yes so i probably would have picked 
again, different MVP, star, and pro, or at least in a different order. But I was thinking of players that would play point guard, shooting guard, etc. Um, the best based okay. on size and some other attributes. Um, so, but just also going for it here. So my MVP and my point guard is going to be Tom Haverford from Parks and Rec. Okay. Um, yeah. So he's a government official for Pawnee. Um, in one of the seasons, he starts a media company, and that is called Entertainment 720. And to just keep it brief, he spends all this money without okay. having really any sort of business plan. Uh, and part of that spending is this huge office space. Uh, it has a basketball court in it. And okay. so we know he's a so fan he's of playing. He's practicing. He even hires... Uh, players from the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> to, to train so, them? Yeah, so he has players. And at the time this was recorded, I think there was an uh, NBA lockout at the time. Uh, difference in opinions on player contracts um, from organizations, the NBA itself, and players. But okay. long story short, um, yeah, he had some professional NBA players technically as his employees. So. He could uh, ask them to help him practice. That's true. <laughs> and okay. I'm thinking that so he that's has the resources for yes. sure. I'm thinking maybe that's something that took place. And then second, uh, kind of going in this same vein of we've seen them play basketball or been around a basketball court. My star and my shooting guard uh, is going to be Barack Obama, the former U.S. <laughs> president, uh, making his appearance on South Park. <laughs> so the South Park Barack Obama yeah. is the one that you're choosing. Yeah, I know he's he's been on Family Guy probably like every show. I mean, SNL like, I could have done. I mean, wasn't he on iCarly? Like, I feel like he was on. <laughs> no, Michelle Obama was on iCarly. Oh, but still like the, yeah, he's been on a lot. So I guess technically we could pick him. Yeah, I mean, yes, I don't want to give you any ideas. I guess you could pick him from a different show. I think really he's definitely <laughs> the most most celebrity president for sure, just because yes. of how many appearances he's made. So this that makes sense. Like even more than like Ronald Reagan was an actor before he was oh, president. Yeah. He was in radio um, and stuff too, right? If right. I'm not mistaken, yeah. But like I think even so Barack Obama might have made more appearances now. I don't know. I'd have to check. Yeah, I think that's just based on how media is today. But, um, yeah, we've seen videos of him playing basketball, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, some pickup hoops. So we know that he can shoot and score. So that's kind of why I got him in this shooting guard position. Okay. All, All right. right. <laughs> Let's see what you got. Uh, well, for my star shooting guard... Um, I guess another person that just like good things always seem to happen to him. Everything always seems to go well for him, at least towards the beginning of us getting to know him. Uh, I'm going to go with Mr. Peanut Butter from BoJack Horseman. Uh, Love that he show. ran for governor. He didn't end up getting governor, but he did have a political campaign. Forgot so I would that. count yeah. him as a political sort of character. Um, so yeah, everything always seems to go right for Mr. Peanut Butter. He, he always gets all the nice things and like everyone like he has a lot of star power everyone loves him they're like oh he's such a great guy so except for I, bojack he gets jealous well yeah bojack doesn't like him but yeah. i mean later on yeah. mr peanut butter becomes like a less likable character but i'm i'm basing it more on like earlier when he was in his political campaigning point um he was a likable character so yeah uh so yeah i think that he could play really well he's got athleticism he's a dog after all yeah. you know he's got those airbud skills i was gonna say i get airbud vibes yeah airbud sure. vibes for sure <laughs> so yeah i think that he, he'd play really good as the the shooting guard as the star i yeah. think he'd like that better than like he does have a bit of an ego so i think it's better that he's the star than, yeah, like the MVP because the MVP needs a lot more pressure and needs a lot more clear-headedness. But he's gonna get enough of an ego boost from being the star, the shooting guard. Yeah, I know? think he'd hear that and his eyes would light up. Um, and right. then being able to get the ball in his hand so much passed from the point guard and be able to showcase his stuff. I think that that's a role he would like to find himself right. in. Right. Yes. Exactly. So cool. Yeah, placing him there. And then Good. small forward. Oh, that's a rough one. Um, 
kind of like so, a combo of everything being the yeah, position in the middle all arounder yep exactly okay i know who who's gonna be the all-arounder um okay so this this person uh very athletic yeah also awesome moral compass like probably one of the most like um uh, idolized characters in in tv okay <laughs> So. I'm going to go with Uncle Iroh from Avatar The Last Airbender. Okay. He was a military official, so he okay. did have some political power yeah. under the uh, Fire Nation. Yeah. And, you know, like, he's he's just a really good guy. Throughout the whole show, like, he's probably the best character in the entire series. And, you know, towards the end, when it's him and Zuko with, with the gang, it's just, like, this old man with a bunch of kids. <laughs> but, like, he's really cool. And... He he has a, a very good balanced center. While he has some of his own like um, problems from the past, he's able to uh, face those problems just fine. Um, and he doesn't have any bad press about him. You know, even yeah. though he was a military official for the Fire Nation, which is like evil. I think even that being said, people still highly respect him on all sides. Yeah. So. You picked an all-around individual to highlight an all-around player. Right. I like that. Right. And, and he's he's very, like, when he's working out in the prison cell, like, <laughs> he gets jacked, man. He's He'd be able to, to really, like, work his way around, whether it's with lightning or fire or whatever he decides to use. He's got a lot of skill with his, uh, with his powers. Yeah, fire would probably be scoring from outside of the perimeter and then lightning would probably be scoring close to the basket i like that and then i also like him being the pro uh so obviously an abbreviation for professional sounds like uh somebody that gets things done when they gotta get oh, yeah. things done yeah especially with military background especially with military background they yeah um very militant and very um strict kind of in their training so it would probably be the same for basketball of course yeah yeah and he's a good mentor too so like whoever takes over the position after him he'd be able to lead them really well you got to look out for your future teams too absolutely yeah good to have those leaders uh leaders can be in any position in basketball but uh small forward can kind of they call them swing men sometimes so um those can also be a shooting guard as well or sometimes a small forward can also be a power forward as well it just depends on lineup and other personnel um but somebody that can kind of um be in other positions can help those in another respective position um for training and stuff like you mentioned so now i got two picks in a row yep it, it, when you're <laughs> when you're leading up to it i get nervous um for those of you at home or in the car, wherever listening, uh, we don't exchange lists ahead of time. So the likelihood um, that one of us picks someone that another person want to pick, uh, it, it's always a possibility. I think um, it's only happened like once for us, though. Yeah. Um, it's but been I, doing pretty well so far. I get nervous. That's, that's the thing about drafts, and that's the thing about doing them in this snake order. Um, if you don't pick somebody, there's the risk that now somebody else is going to pick them. Um but my pro and my small forward, I'm going with Stan Smith, a CIA <laughs> agent um, from American Dad. Um, I mean, he's a, he's a strong guy, appears to be a little taller, but that may just be in comparison to uh, wife and kids and an alien. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's a strong guy. He's an athlete. He has to be able to chase after people. He also has to be like, stealthy uh so finesse there so i think he's just kind of got a, a little bit of everything in his arsenal yeah for sure i i agree there he <laughs> he's got a lot going on but he's got a lot of skills in a lot of ways because those um like family guy and simpsons and american dad shows they just go in all sorts of different directions so yeah his experience kind of keeps him prepared for anything on his toes yeah <laughs> i would say um and then, so we're getting into our utilities now. So our players that, again, they're also towards the bottom of our draft. They're also uh, in the bottom of our lineup in power forward and center spots. Um, 
I don't know. I just not to think that this guy would be a great power forward, but for some reason I placed him here. I just think that maybe intimidation factor. Um, again, these guys are a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, so they can be intimidating to their opponents. I chose Darth Sidious uh, from Star Wars. He is, he is an emperor. He is. He was a <laughs> chancellor too, yeah. There we go. So, um, yeah, just based on intimidation, I could see the opponent, uh, whether they're on offense and he's on defense or vice versa, he's on offense, they're on defense. I could see them being intimidated uh, by him and his prowess. So. True, true. I, <laughs> I just don't know how well he'd be playing basketball is the thing. He's hey. an old, frail old man. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe he'll get a lot of fouls. Uh, against him for where shocking then, people and yeah just killing people uh well they you know maybe they'll retaliate and then he'll be at the free throw line and getting an easy uh two free throws and hopefully making the best of those um, <laughs> and with the force he'd be able to guide it in guide the so. ball in maybe guide the ball also towards him get some rebounds we know the power force right. get rebounds right. uh maybe black shots using the force you think it's going in and Bam, all of a sudden it's gone sideways. So, uh, yeah, now you you were up next. I turn, okay, so this one's more about intimidation? Um, No, <laughs> that's okay. the route I took. This one um, just takes rebounds? They're rebounds, and they're uh, pretty good at scoring as well. They, pretty um, good at scoring? Yes. Okay, so they're and black like, shots too. You know, like you think of the this this player, and you're like, yeah, they're pretty good, but they're not like your, your main one that, oh, my gosh, he's the GOAT. You know, like you're just like, oh, yeah, that's right. He exists. And, yeah, he's pretty good. He's good at his job and stuff. So. For the bottom of the draft, um, for us specifically, that's kind of where we're at now. There's obviously goats in each position, and there's uh, great positions of, or players that have played every position. Um, but, for yeah, for what we're doing and what we're drafting them, these players are not as good as the other three, or at least that's gotcha. what we're assuming. Okay, so um, it's not that he's not as good. He's a really good guy. <laughs> different skill set, yeah. A different skill set. He's he's good at what he does. It's just he's not your first thought when you think of political figures. Um, I'm going with President Martinez from Corey in the House. Okay. Um, from what I remember of that show, he was a good guy, he, and he always like gave like really good advice. Um, he took his job as president very seriously, though in his own like personal life, he's able to still be lighthearted with his, his family and with, with Corey and his friends. Uh, but for the most part, he, he's good at his job. He gets the job done, but it's not like when you think political figures, he's the first one that comes to mind. I understand like, you know, that. he exists, but he's, yeah, he's there. He's got his skill set. So yeah. does what he has to do, does what is asked of him. Um, not the most flashy kind of player. And that's kind of how it was right. back in the day. That's kind of like the the ones that they're down in the paint. They're doing the dirty work. So people, they think of basketball. They think of the guy uh, like dribbling the ball, shooting from further away, doing these cool, like they could like spin and do a dunk or layup or whatever. But these guys down low, I mean, they're, they're doing the dirty work and they're kind of um, – doing what has to be done not something that people want to do um but that's what wins you games getting yeah. those rebounds um getting those close buckets doing the dirty work it's something hey somebody's got to do it so right. it's kind of like that uh bring your lunch pail and uh just get it done type of attitude i like that for sure for sure yeah he gets it done oh do i pick another one now yes you do oh, you yeah pick i your the last one final yep all right so Center. we've got him he's a power forward you know he he does his job gets it done uh, my last one for center so it show, should be someone who's bigger. Yes, going to be the biggest on the court. Yep. Okay. So while they might oh, be man. the slowest, they could still jump high. Um, they're going to be getting rebounds. They're going to be getting blocks. And if you want somebody, I mean, they're underneath the basket, they're going to be able to explode. Like you, you don't see them move this fast up and down the court, uh, running to defend people, or uh, just transition from offense to defense. But when they're under that basket, it's just like there's uh, springs in their shoes. I mean, they can really get up there and throw it down. Very powerful. Okay. Um, <laughs> man. <laughs> I'm 
Mine's not exactly the tallest. Okay. Um, but I think he's got a pretty good wingspan, and he's got like that a helps. lot of skills. He's strong. He's got some special powers and stuff. We're gonna go with Black Panther or T'Challa, King Ch- T'Challa. He's king okay. of Wakanda, so that would okay. be a political position. Yep. Right. Yeah. We so, have kings and emperors. Right. Right. So like, he's a he's just very versatile, and he he's not exactly sneaky, but he's able to like maneuver around things really well yeah so i think his his skills from fighting will will transfer pretty well into a center so that he can one intimidate other players and two be able to reach around and get the ball back uh to get it where it needs to go so i'm gonna go with t'challa i agree so you've probably commonly heard me use the phrase the paint so it's on a basketball court it's painted um and that's a small space in the court. Again, that's close to the basket, um, but it's kind of predictable. You know your center is going to be down there, and then you know your power forward is going to be somewhere hovering around there as well. Um, but yeah, it's kind of predictable. So if you got your center down there on offense, then the center on defense for the opposing team is going to be on them like glue. Yeah. They're going to be trying to defend them and make sure they don't get the ball because that's going to be the easiest two points is yeah. being able to lay it up or dunk it uh, if you get the ball and you get an open shot and nobody's blocking you. And that's 100% T'Challa in, uh, <laughs> in that uh, second Avengers movie where he mm-hmm. first appears. Like He is on uh, mm-hmm. the Winter Soldier. Like He is ready to like get his revenge or get whatever yeah. done. Um and so yeah yeah that's why i i think that he would be the best choice he's got he's got that skill set he's he's on it when he sees like he's dedicated to to getting the task done um same thing for his own movie black panther he's he's ready to just like bam get back into that position he's got the drive despite being like thrown out as king he comes back and he reclaims that throne um so yeah he's he's got the drive I like that. Yeah, it's probably going to be one of the more high-scoring centers. Again, they might not always be the highest scoring, but on some teams they are. On yeah. some teams they score 20, 25, even 30 points uh, because if they get the ball in their hands, I mean, they have the highest shooting percentage because they are closest to the basket. But if they get the ball in their hands, they're around 70, 75, 80% of their shots that they take, they make. Um, mm-hmm. So lots of points. And then wanting to transition from defense to offense. I could see them getting uh, defensive rebounds, getting it to their point guard, be like, all right, now we got the ball. Now we're in control. I like that. Mm -hmm. So I need to make my final pick. It is going to be a center. Um, Choosing a big physical guy, somebody that appears to be very strong. I'm choosing Kronk. So he was... (laughs) An assistant that is a good to the former advisor of the emperor in Emperor's New Groove. So a That's little true. bit further down in the hierarchy there. But, but he's still some sort of official, <laughs> I guess, official. technically. Yeah, yeah technically. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't think of that route. That's a good one. Yeah, I mean, they don't really commonly refer to people's heights. And then even if they do... Um, Again, we're not finding people that are seven feet tall or anything. But as long as, let's just say somebody that is playing is around like five foot ten, and then the center is six foot three, they're depending upon who else is playing. This may be the tallest person on the court. Um, but I just, in terms of size, went with probably the biggest person between anybody we picked would be Kronk. So yeah, for um, sure, he's definitely a bigger guy. He's he's strong. And uh, while he might not have as much smarts, he's got a good like moral compass. He's a very centered person. Yes, uh, so, uh, <laughs> you like that. Yeah, he, I I think he'd be able to move or maneuver around because he's another character where good things just seem to happen to him. You know, and that's in his own movie, Kronk's New Groove. Right. Um, things. I mean, while there was messy for a little bit, everything turned out great in the end. He's a well liked person. Um, and yeah, yeah, he gets that thumbs up from Poppy at the end. And, you know, I could see Poppy in the stands watching him play as center, there we giving go. him that thumbs up when his team wins. You know, yeah, it's all he wants. I like the sound of that. So, <laughs> being in the right place at the right time is good for centers. That means 
if you're trying to get a rebound, you're in the right place. The ball is coming to you. Get that thing and uh, you have a rebound. Or if you're in the right place at the right time, you may receive the ball from a pass and then look at the baskets right there and you got an easy shot. So I like that um, for being my center. Yeah, sounds <laughs> good to me. All right. Cool. So uh, those are our teams. You know, <laughs> I think I think it could be anyone's game here. Honestly, I do. We've got I some agree. very skilled players. So, uh, but it's up to you, the audience, to decide. So once we post this episode, we're gonna post that image as well. Make sure you vote on Twitter and Facebook so we can see who wins this uh, matchup. Whose team is the better team? Who do you think would uh, win the the fantasy league? It's up to you, folks. Of course, we're gonna be biased for our own teams. I do like his. I'm sure there's things he likes about yeah, mine. His sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it's up to you, um, the listeners. So we appreciate the feedback we've gotten so far, and we look forward to that and hopefully some more uh, moving forward. Tell a friend. Tell a family member. Yeah, share uh, with tell, them. Tell, tell a stranger. <laughs> do your due diligence. You got to vote. Got to vote. Absolutely. And then next week... Uh, we'll be moving on through our segments. We will be doing a skim through. Isn't that right? Yes, yep. we are. So we're going to be walking through a movie that has some sort of uh, politicalness to it. <laughs> and then I Not need sure to exactly what yet. I need to compare that to an athlete, a team, an organization. I'm thinking if I were to just take a guess, I don't know what movie you're going to do. I never do, but I'm going to do uh, probably an organization would be my guest because there's just so many rules within. Um, just they got it organized. They got it um, all dialed in. So oh, we'll see. That would be my guess. We'll but see. Who knows? Maybe there's some sort of um, referee story. Maybe there we it's we're just going to have to find out next week. Um, Okay, cool. So that brings us on to our last part of the episode, which is Two Truths and a Lie. Uh, The winner from last month was Devin. Yes, it was. Um, Ding, ding, ding. What was it? Uh, Three to two? Yes, that's what I... And I was like two to three. So I was two and two. You're a one and three. Yep. Yeah, we got very close. We were very close last month. So let's see if we can keep it just as close. Yeah, let's see. You want to go first or me? Um... Winner can go first. <laughs> I just reset the scores now, so okay. I will keep them uh, posted as always. So <clears throat> we've talked about this team, and we've actually talked about two of these players before. Um, they weren't on the same team, and they had some things to say about each other. They were kind of beefing. Now they're on the same team. Kind of awkward um, in news because I kind of like bringing that element into some of these if I don't get to touch on it. Um, the LA Lakers with LeBron James and Anthony Davis are currently 0-5 as we're recording this. There's okay. a game later today. And gotcha. It's going to be some later throughout the week, but not the start they would have wanted. Um, there's a number of reasons why they have a new coach. They have new personnel. Again, there may be some things going on in the locker room there. Um, and I talked about a few of these players, like I said, but I just want to know, since we were just talking about <laughs> um, positions and lineups, which of these players is the starting point guard? Oh, so <laughs> one of these players may be starting, but in another position. And then one of these players may not be a starter. They may come off the bench. Um, I just want you to pick out... Um, so, well, I guess actually, which of these... Sorry, since... Uh, two truths and a lie. Um, which of these is not a starting guard? So uh, one's a, a, sh- a starting point guard, one's a starting shooting guard, and one comes off the bench. Okay. Um, so we have Russell Westbrook, we have Dennis Schroeder, and we have Patrick Beverly. So these are all guards. As we mentioned, there are some players that they can play multiple uh, positions and stuff. Um, so they're either a point guard or a shooting guard? Yes. And then one is on the bench. One plays these positions uh, or both of these positions. But, he but start, is Yes, they come into the game later. Gotcha. Can you uh, say them again? Yep. Russell Westbrook, Dennis Schroeder, and Patrick Beverly. And these are all current players? Yep, they're current players. They're on the team. Um, 
like I said, just one is a starting point guard, one's a starting shooting guard, and then one comes into the game later and plays one of those two positions. I'm going to say Schroeder. Schroeder comes off the bench? Yeah. So, believe it or not, last year they did, but this season oh, they do on. not. <laughs> um, some are quite surprised, but Russell Westbrook, a player that has been a great triple-double threat, uh, so that means they're getting um, 10 or more of a certain statistic. Right. Um, He's been a threat for that on a for a long time. Um, been an All Star, been um, All Pro, um, but he's coming off the bench this season. Wow! Yeah. Well, I think um, you know that kind of makes sense to like save him as like your secret weapon. You know, like if he plays really well, you're just like, man, let's see where we could start, and then bring him in when we really need him. Yeah. So that would have him in the sixth man role. That's actually an award that they have at the end of the year the the sixth man of the year they call it um so yeah that is your player that is first to come off the bench and into a game like you said kind of your secret weapon kind of your change things up a little bit your firepower for later in the game everybody gets rest throughout so who's the player that can come in they're fresh and um still play at a high level but yeah um those roles were kind of reversed last year. Patrick Beverly's new to the team, but yeah, Russell Westbrook started last year, but not this year. A bit surprising. Yeah. Well. So that has guess I got it. that one wrong. So oh, and one. <laughs> oh, and one already. <laughs> yep. Great. Um, okay, mine's a little different. All right. Uh, we're going with actors that started as child actors. Okay. So started in in their younger years. Uh, and they they were still relevant in their older years, or still are relevant. Uh, so, which actors got their start in the career as a child? Okay. Betty White, Scarlett Johansson, and Christian Bale. Hmm. Man. Oh boy. Um. I'm trying to think. Oh, 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 oh. Sorry, that's the music from Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. It is. Yeah. <laughs> this is just... You're not going to win a million dollars if you get it right, but... Are you sure? Just as much pressure, though. And I can't phone a friend or <laughs> you anything. Can't. Nope. You already used all your lifeline. I'm just... I'm, like, biting my tongue on saying something. Um, <laughs> but now that I've mentioned that I'm doing that, I might as well say it. Um, just because of my age, obviously I know who Betty White is. I more know her for other roles that she's in um golden girls right uh for a long time and other movies and other yeah, roles um i just am not like a big history knowing older movies and older tv shows i don't even know that much current ones so just because i personally don't know what she would have started in in her younger years i'm just gonna say um her because i've she, she's obviously um so famous um, but I just feel like I've heard of some other things that she's been in or was in, and um, I just haven't heard of anything like further back in the timeline. So I'm going to choose her. Further back in. Okay, okay. Well, you're right. Uh, oh. Betty White actually started in her 20s. Okay. Whereas Scarlett Johansson started at, I believe, 10, and Christian Bale started in his early teens. Okay. So. Yeah, I mean, it was smaller roles, but, like, of course, that's when they started. Yep. Uh, Betty White was more in radio shows and then eventually got into a TV show uh, in, what was it, 1949, I want to say. Um, so, yeah, she was she would have been 27. Gotcha. I think. So, yeah, you're right. She was, she was a little bit older when she started. Okay. Uh, just had to take a, a shot in the dark yep, there. Yep, so, so <laughs> zero and one and one, one and oh. So we are starting off <laughs> separate right now. Yep. So let's see if I can make a comeback or see if Devin can hold the lead here. I'm All hoping right. for the former. <laughs> I'm hope, wait, former. So you'd be hoping for the latter. 
Wait. Or did you? No, I said me oh, coming up whoops. first. Oh, you're hoping for me to win? Okay, oh. sounds good. Uh, just, you know, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, team just for, yeah, morality purposes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep the team morale up. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So uh, that's it for today's episode. Uh, be sure to leave your vote on social media for which draft you believe would be the winning draft. And uh, make sure to, you know, follow us while you're there. Leave a like, comment. Not yeah. su- well, I guess subscribe because it is a podcast. So you can subscribe too. <laughs> yeah, Keep we'd, listening. We'd love to see some debates in the comments. We've seen it before. We'd like to see it again. Uh, explain to us. Maybe we should have had a player at a different position. Uh, maybe there was a player that you think would be better. Uh, let us know. Yeah, we'd love to hear some suggestions because there's definitely characters that we missed and that we, we continue to miss between each one. Mm-hmm. It's it's really hard to narrow down. There's a lot. So I think as we go along, we might have some themes that kind of are more narrow and only have a few characters to choose from. Mm-hmm. That way you get a little more debate where we're like, oh, no, you picked my character. Yes. Um, and trying to, like, scramble to find another one. But, you know, we haven't had that yet, so we'll see. We'll see. Maybe yep. next month. Maybe next month. <laughs> All right. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at WSkimMilk uh, or on my website, WSkimMilk.com, where you can find this podcast as well. My others, Devin. You can find me on Twitter as well, DevinLane32, for NFL and fantasy football analysis. And my articles on NFL Spin Zone will be in the day. And don't forget to check out Shoot Your Shot Sports for more podcasts similar to this one as well as other sports news. Uh, all right. We'll see you next time for a Skim Through. That's it for this week. Thanks, folks. See ya. If It Has a Score is available on all your favorite podcasting providers. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Shoot Your Shot Sports, and more. Thank you again for tuning in. We will see you next week.